We'd like to welcome you back to our fifth and final part of our current event and weekly Bible study for June 7th, 2015. Next report, Pope Francis claims devil. The devil is keeping evangelicals Roman and Roman Catholics divided. And he says they're one. Please see the video below, which is an eight-minute talk, and I'm not going to play that, but uh, uh, Pope Francis recently gave in the matter. I give you the link to view that, though. While listening to him talk, it was hard not to think of the martyrs described in Fox's Book of Martyrs, many of whom died at the hands of the Roman papacy because they would not accept Catholic doctrine of the Eucharist alone, among other things. And I've documented this in, in just key in Inquisition, in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com, and in the, the swath of material I have on all of the martyrs. fifty, Most likely 50 million is like conservatively martyrs and not every single one of them were christians but a whole ton of them were i mean the millions and millions of martyrs and then we have these people like shubat denying that read it in his own thing it's like are you kidding me really of all the things to deny of all the proof that there is out there you're going to deny the inquisitions or, or the roman slaughter roman papacy slaughter ever happened unbelievable So is this is this where we're heading again? Meaning Roman Catholics killing true Christians by the millions. See our article. If Rick Warren is right, why did these martyrs even die at the hands of the Roman Catholic Church? So there's an article, the link you can click on there. Um, in a recorded video statement released on, I mean, yeah, literally, you're counting the blood of the martyrs as nothing when you yoke up with the Catholic Church. Because it was important enough for them to literally die or be burned at the stake or be unbelievably tortured in the worst possible way you can imagine. And I got into a lot of that in, in the teachings that I've done on this. And by re-yoking up with the Roman Catholic Church, you're basically saying the blood of all those martyrs, their horrible, agonizing deaths, they didn't mean anything. And I'm going to yoke up with the great whore mother, devil church, and, and uh, you know, that's the way it is. Well, I guess if you don't care about going to hell, that's okay. But um, that's where you're going to end up, unfortunately. You, you, you cannot yoke up with this, this devil death cult and expect to go to heaven. It is a works-based, get you into heaven through your own works death cult. And they want to make sure that everybody's on the same page so that they can usher everybody into the one world religious system under, under antichrist and false prophet. And the Roman church will be at the spearhead of that. People like Rick Warren are the ones that are, are trying to grease the skids to make sure that mainstream Christianity yokes up with Roman Catholicism. In a recorded statement released on Saturday, the Roman Catholic pontiff known as Francis asserted that evangelicals and Catholics are one and that it is the devil who has divided the two groups. Division is the work of the father of lies, the father of discord, who does everything possible to keep us divided. He said, it's kind of funny, it's, he's working literally for the devil. He is doing the devil's work. He is literally a mouthpiece for the devil. And yet he acts like he's against the devil. What's that forked tongue liars do? The eight-minute video was for the celebration of Christian unity, an event organized by John 17 Ministries out of Phoenix, Arizona, that seeks to unite Christians and Catholics together so they can all go to hell together. Really, that's what they're, that's what they're trying to do. 
They're trying to get you into hell. That's their motivation. When it's all said and done, when you get down to brass tacks, when everything's said and finished, that's what their motivation is. He says, I feel like saying something that may sound controversial or even heretical, perhaps, Francis stated, but there is someone who knows that despite our differences, we are one. I'm not one with you, devil boy, nor will I ever be one with you. I rebuke you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It, it says click here to continue reading. If you cannot see the video, click here so that you can, you can if you want to know more about that, you can click these links. Now, 2 Corinthians 6, 14 through 18 says, be ye, be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. They don't believe what the Bible says. They believe you get to heaven by keeping the seven sacraments. You got to do this and you got to do that and you got to keep this and you got to keep that. And you got to go to communion and, and all of this, all of these pagan heretical doctrines that the Catholic Church has adopted. They're an unbeliever in the word of God. They add to the word of God. They take away from the word of God. They, they have extra biblical books. Whatever the Pope says is, is, takes precedent over the word of God because he's supposedly infallible. All these papal bulls and garbage. Vatican II and, you know, that all takes precedent over the Bible. All cults have that that call themselves Christian. They always have things that circumvent the Bible. So you know they're a cult. So we're not supposed to be yoked up with unbelievers. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? And what concord or agreement hath Christ with Belial or the devil? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? That's what a Catholic is. They're an infidel. Now, I'm not saying there's people that haven't been saved came out of the catholic death cult but i don't see how you can be trusting in catholic doctrine for salvation and be saved because it is a works based pseudo-christian cult you're getting into heaven through your own righteousness through your own works and all our righteousness apart from jesus christ as the bible said is a filthy rag for we are all together as an unclean thing and all our righteousness are as a filthy rag rag in god's eyes apart from jesus christ we need to have the righteousness of christ imputed to us through the blood of the lord jesus christ in order to get saved for you're saved by grace through faith and that not of yourselves it is the gift of god not of works not of catholic works in this case lest any man should boast well you do it on your own Merit, what is that? Pride. Pride goes before a fall and a haughty spirit before destruction. God will share his glory with no man. You go on and on and on. And what agreement have the temple of God with idols? <laughs> Idol worship is standard practice in Catholicism. Bow down to the Virgin Mary. Bow down to St. Joseph. Bow down to this idol, that idol. Pray your Hindu prayer bead rosary thing. Because that's where that all came from. Those are Hindu prayer beads that the Catholics just adopted into their cult. All this praying to saints garbage. Where's that in the Bible? It's not. Not anywhere. It's an abomination of God. What about going 
through using Mary to go to Jesus. That's what they teach us. Where does it say that in the Bible? The Bible says there's one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. Not Mary. She's the perpetual virgin Mary. Do you realize Jesus had brothers and like sisters? She wasn't a virgin after she gave birth to Jesus. She wasn't a virgin anymore. Now I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying she wasn't. She had, she, her and Joseph offered sin offerings. She sinned too. She wasn't perfect like every other person on the planet that ever existed beside Jesus Christ. But yet they worship her as deity. Yet all of these visions and of the Lady of Medjugorje and the Lady of Guadalupe and all of this garbage and these Catholic miracles, signs and line wonders that are going on all over the planet that all these Catholics flock to. All that is, is idolatry and idol worship. And all of those signs and line signs and wonders are never pointing people to true salvation through Jesus Christ. They're pointing people to more idol worship through the Catholic devil, devil death cult. That's all they're doing. By their fruit you shall know them, Period says, for you are the temple of the living God, as God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them. This is what God would say to a Catholic who is understanding they're in the wrong place, that they're not going by the word of God. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Come out from among them. It doesn't say stay within them, the Catholic devil death call. Come out from among them. And I will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. So it's conditional. You have to come out from among them. These people that say, oh, our Catholic brothers and sisters, uh -huh, I don't say that. I'm sorry. Well, you're nothing but bigoted and prejudiced. I'm telling you, I have this portion of scripture and many others to fall back on to say that I should not be yoked up with them. And then if I love them enough, I love them enough to tell them the truth. Galatians 4.16, am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Yes, most of the time you tell somebody the truth, you become their enemy. And Catholics are some of the hardest people in the world to reach. Why? Demons. Demons that have blinded their mind. They don't want to hear it. A lot of it's generational. It's very, very hard to deal with, with Catholics. They're some of the most unreachable people on the planet. I believe a lot of it has to do with pride. And the strength of the devils and demons that operate through that death cult. I pray to God their souls be saved. I don't want to see them go to hell. I don't want, and that's why I, I would tell them the truth. Chick Track has a lot of really good tracks that you can give to Catholics. Specifically dealing with different Catholic issues. That I think would be a good way to approach that. Okay, so continuing on. Next report. Letter to the editor. Alpha Course founder. And this is letter to the editor of, I believe, Lighthouse Trails Research. Um, <clears throat> Alpha Course founder Nikki Gumbel asks for ecumenical unity with the Catholic Church. So this isn't just the Catholic Church trying to seek unity <clears throat> with apostate Christianity. <clears throat> this is apostate Christianity seeking unity with the Catholic mother whore church. Because that's how... She refers to herself as the, the, the mother church. Here's a photo of Nikki Gumbel meeting Pope Francis June 2014. <clears throat> um, and we're going to find out who that, who that is in a second. He says, Dear editors, when I came across a tweet including a picture of my recent pastor attending the recent Alpha Leaders leadership in England, I was intrigued. I had never heard <clears throat> of Alpha, so I did some research. My concern deepened. 
as I uncovered the focus of this conference, which was unity, ecumenical unity, with the Catholic Church. The choice of speakers confirmed my concern. Father Reniero <clears throat> Cantal Amisa, which is a preacher to the paper household, papal household, Joyce Meyer, who I refer to as the Colonel, because she marches around on stage and all, she, all she's missing is um, a riding crop, a one of those, um, <clears throat> I don't know, like a battle helmet like Patton used to wear, and maybe some of those baggy uh, kind of pants that like Patton used to wear, because the way uh, Joyce Meyer marches around on stage, that's what she's kind of reminds me of. <clears throat> anyway, Joyce Meyer and Archbishop Justin Welby and Cardinal Vincent Nichols. Here is a link to all their talks. So they, there's a link here. You can hear these devils give their respective speeches. Nikki Gumbel, pioneer of the Alpha Course, vicar, meaning replacement, of the Holy Trinity Brom um, Brompton Church, an Anglican church in London, opened the leadership conference with the speech entitled, A Vision for a United Church. Okay, so this is very important, near and dear to Satan's heart that this all happens. Here are some of the concerning quotes from this address, where he says, Unity is not an option. Jesus is still praying for our unity, so that, so that the world will be one. But again, Jesus is not praying for us to be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. And Catholicism is the essence of a heretical, pseudo-Christian cult. So, this is not the kind of unity that the Word of God says to seek. It says, come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Okay, so, it's better to be divided in truth than united in in heretical error. That's that's a um, scriptural, an incredibly important, it could be heaven or hell, scriptural tenet. <clears throat> I have come, I mean, how many millions or billions of souls it has the false, heretical, pseudo-Christian movement, including Catholicism, taken to hell? You know, since, you know, the death of Christ billions dare i say easily so it's, it's kind of a big issue you know kind of important <clears throat> i guarantee you every single soul that thought they were a christian that are in hell that were tied up in some quote religion some works-based work your way to heaven religion with this veneer of christianity i guarantee you all of them are regretting that they were operating in error, that they were involved in that false religion that they were in, that they hadn't paid closer attention to the Word of God. They're all regretting it. I'm not gloating. That's terrible. What I'm saying, they're, they're, not, they're not happy in hell. So, I mean, it's really super heavy-duty, important thing we're talking about here. Uh, another quote from this devil. I have come to love the Catholic Church. If God has given them the same spirit, capital S, who are we to oppose God? End of quote. Oh, really? The same spirit. 
God hasn't given him that spirit. He might he might have permitted the spirit. He might have turned them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. They might have their conscience seared with a hot iron. True. In the latter times, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, and having their conscience seared with a hot iron, according to 1 Timothy 4.1. Yeah, okay, God's given them over to that. God sent them strong delusion that they will believe a lie, that they might all be damned to receive not the love of the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. True. Why? Because they have sought things contrary to the word of God. So God's given them what they've asked for. They've pursued, an, quote, another gospel. When the word of God is very clear. And the Bible says that those that preach another gospel, let them be accursed. That's what all false religions with the pseudo-Christian veneer have done. Every one of them. And there's, hundred, there's thousands of flavors out there. And again, there is no Bible for denominations. All of these thousands of denominations that exist just in the Christian realm. There's no Bible for denominations. The Bible talks against denominations. One saith he is of Apollo. One saith he is of Paul. One saith he is of Christ. Is the body of Christ divided? Did, did Paul save you? Did you know? That's what we, we talked about those verses in a recent teaching. <clears throat> no, it didn't. Well, it's not of God. All this, all that kind of division. But see, back then that was the infancy of the church. Now it's just such a mess. It's so far gone on so many levels, you know, you, you couldn't undo it. You couldn't fix it. And if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? So if a religion started bad, a pseudo-Christian offshoot started bad, it's never going to get better on its own. It never does. <clears throat> so I just tell people, don't trust in me. Don't trust in man. The Bible says, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man, and then make a flesh his arm. Trust the word of God. Look to the Lord Jesus Christ, the author and finisher of your faith. <clears throat> Go to the King James Bible, the word of God in the English-speaking language. Get your truth from there. Spend your time there. I'm not giving you the wrong advice. I know that. So, but these other pseudo- christian religions they'll say turn to us the laity needs some type of, of of pastoral priesthood in order now granted that's the way it kind of should be if things were ideal but things are such a mess now i have no idea where i would even point somebody anymore i'm not saying there's no valid good churches out there i'm just saying in general i have no idea where i would even point them you know. Another quote. He says, The same spirit, capital S, lives in the Catholics and the Orthodox. Well, he's probably right. It's, it's the same devil, or a similar devil. And the Pentecostals. And the Protestants. Even the Anglicans have the same Holy Spirit living within them. If the Holy Spirit was living in you and you were saved truly then you would be chastened by god why because the holy spirit that lived inside you would convict you of the air that you are in at some point along the line 
because the Bible says, whom the Lord loveth, he also chasteneth. And you, if you be without chastisement, then you're bastards, meaning an illegitimate son. So the Holy Spirit's really living inside you. Yes, you should exemplify fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, meekness, faith, temperance, these types of things. Okay, You should also be chastened of God if you are in a going down the wrong path. Chasten means punished or like a parent spanks their child. Well, you got the same person and the same pseudo-Christian cult, workspace cult their whole life, and they're just warming a pew, the frozen chosen, and there's no conviction of sin, there's no conviction they're doing the wrong thing. Uh, they're not saved. I don't know how they could be, biblically speaking. So this whole thing about the same spirit, well, <clears throat> you were supposed to test the spirits to see if they be of God. And that same spirit, you know, the spirit they're talking about is a devil. It's not the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit wouldn't lead you astray. So it says there, it's so the same spirit living in Catholics, Orthodox, Pentecostals, Protestants, and Anglicans have the same Holy Spirit living inside them. That makes us one. Oh, isn't that convenient? It's a nice flowering, great swelling words of vanity. Next quote. Unity doesn't mean we're not interested in the truth. The only way to get the truth is through unity. Oh, wow, the world according to Satan. Really? So unity, boy, that's a kind of an open-ended, broad term. Unity with what? Pedophiles? ISIS? Satanism? Unity? I mean, what an asinine term that is. The only way to get truth is through unity? The, I tell you, it's probably the best way to get deceived. The opposite of truth is through unity with various pseudo-death cults that are doing nothing to stem the tide of evil from what I can see, pretty much. Again, these issues we talk about on a daily basis or on a weekly basis or bi-weekly. And almost zero public outcry from the 501c3 corporate church. I don't know. I don't, you know. Yeah. Unbelievable. So this is, this is, you know, what we're facing here. 2 Corinthians 11, 13 through 15 says, so the, this, this fork-tongued devil, Nicky Gumble, for such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers, Satan's ministers, are also transformed as ministers of righteousness, like Nicky Gumbel, like the Pope, and thousands upon thousands upon thousands of others, whose end shall be according to their works. They want to earn their way to heaven through works? Well, then your end is going to be according to your filthy rag works. You want to get people into hell? By getting them to trust in some works-based death cult, you're going to pay the price. A lot of blood on your hands. No fear of God that I can see. No adherence to the word of God. Scary stuff. Really, really super scary stuff. Second Peter 2, 17-19, describing 
devils like Nicky Gumbel and the Pope. These are wells without water, clouds that are carried with a tempest, to whom the mist of darkness is reserved forever. For when they speak great swelling words of vanity, like Nicky Gumbel, we just heard those quotes, they allure through the lusts of the flesh. Oh, who couldn't get behind all those nice flowery quotes? And, and you know, who, who couldn't get wholeheartedly behind that? They allure through the lusts of the flesh. Through much wantonness, those that were clean escaped from those who live in error. That's what the Bible instructs us to do, to escape the snare of the devil from those who live in air, like Nicky Gumbel, like the Pope, and a host of other false devils and prophets and ministers out there. While they promised them liberty, I mean, what, didn't that sound like a lot of liberty to you? We're all the same spirit, and we all need to become in unity, and the only way we can get unity is through, uh, truth is through unity, and all this garbage that doesn't even make any biblical sense whatsoever. It's contrary to the word of God. So he's promising them this false liberty. While they promise them liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption. Which he is, and all like him. For of whom a man is overcome, of the same he is brought in bondage. You go to this dude's church, Nicky Gumbel, this Anglican whatever, devil wanting to yoke up with the Catholic church. You're going to get overcome. It's, it's, it's a spiritual overcoming that you don't see happening to you. The chains that are being placed on you, you can't see them. You can't see the demonic bondage you're falling under. For of whom a man is overcome, of the same is he brought in bondage. But it's a bondage you can't see. And by the time you see it, it's too late when you stumble off into hell. At the end of your life, trusting in some works-based cult with some Christian pseudo-veneer on it. It's that, it's that serious of a matter. It really is. It's that big of a deal. This subject, one subject alone, is that big of a deal. So, <clears throat> let's continue. And I think this is the last part here. Let me just make sure. Yeah, okay, so I had a question. <clears throat> Listener, the Duggar family... And the Independent Baptist Church, which I came out of, okay, hardcore, most hardcore portion of it, independent, fundamental, King James only, unincorporated. I was one of their speakers, and, and then I've also been in the most radical sects of Pentecostal charismania. I mean, we're talking the two polar opposite ends of the spectrum. Went to a Lutheran middle school, Catholic high school, mom brought me up totally into new age yoga, rock and roll everywhere, party animal existence that i was brought up in so i kind of like experienced a lot along uh, religious even christian i've experienced a lot of stuff and i think god let me go through that so that ultimately when i came out of it i could help other people and say you know i've kind of been there done it you know most likely or experienced some derivation of what you might be going through so i have a really broad perspective to talk about this you know and um, so she says, just wondering what your take on the Duggar family from Arkansas, 19 children and counting, and the independent Baptist church they attend. I am from that area and knew of them before they were famous, and something is not right with that mom and dad. Thank you for all your hard work. You have truly opened my eyes, confirmed my own research, and led me to the King James Bible. 
Uh, God bless you and yours. And I mean, I, I don't say this a lot, but I get... And I want to say that because I want you to understand this ministry is producing good fruit. Not because I'm trying to draw attention to myself, but I get a lot of positive feedback. Yeah, I get some people. I had a guy the other day tell me that um, he wished a curse on me that my flesh would be consumed and I would die and rot and burn. And he knows he's going to hell. And trust me, I've dealt with this guy enough to know that that is absolutely 100% the case. Tried to help the guy on umpteen occasions. He's been nothing but a devil. He even connected with some of my listeners and was nothing but a devil and a blight on them and was just in all kind of perverted behavior. Every minister the guy ever visited was, he just cursed their, I mean, it was just unbelievable how, how wicked this dude is. He literally showed up at my mailbox once, unattended, said God told him to come there. My, my, where I pick up my mail. I mean, we're, guys, but, but yeah, he, I, I, I try to help him again, because I, I just, just, I don't get it, you know, I'm, I'm too thick-headed, so I was, told him I was praying for him and stuff, and, you know, comes back after, I guess, some bad things happened to him or whatever, and blame me for everything. He says, you were the one that put that catalog in my mailbox, that ready store catalog. I know you were the one that did it, and I curse you. To a devil's hell, and I know I'm going to hell, and I know you're not going, but 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 I curse you, and uh, you're the one. I'm I'm not lying. He said this. He says, and it was you. You're the reason that my Sims 3 game didn't work the other day. Some kind of like computer thing, game or something. What is Sims 3, Taylor? I don't even know. It's some kind of like little computer game. And he said I was the reason. I was the reason. It was my fault. So he cursed me. With his unholy curse. And um, I had a very biblical rebuke in store for him because I about had it up to my eyeballs with this guy. I've been dealing with him four or five years. So I get some real fun, neat people emailing me. But most, the vast majority of feedback I get is positive and like that. And, and I mean, I've got a, I have a testimony page that I've had a fraction of the testimonies. It's two or three hundred pages long. Literally. The ones off Sermon Audio, I just copied and pasted, and, I, and some of the ones that have come in recent times. But I mean, it's like, if I, I'd probably have a seven, eight hundred page document if I kept them all on all the positive feedback I've got over the years. I just don't say it a lot because I don't want to like draw attention. I don't take any credit for any of it. I praise the Lord Jesus Christ. I give him all the praise, the honor, and the glory. I don't even want to like, but I want you to understand that the ministry is also bearing really good fruit, you know. So anyway, anyway, so she, I, I say to her, here's my reply. Uh, thank you. I, I think this is all now regarding the Duggars. Now I don't know anything about the church they go to. I have no clue. I don't watch the show. I've watched it before some like years ago and, and you know, so it, it, it's really been a long time, but I do have an opinion about this recent thing that's happened. Which kind of is in line with a lot of my teachings about the discrediting of Christianity. This is what they want to bring about, the demonization, the deep-seated hatred of supposed Christian, well, of Christian hypocrisy. So I say to her, I think this has all been orchestrated to discredit foundational Christianity because if they're going after the, the let's say, an independent fundamental Baptist church, you know, that's that's going to be considered the the 
most conservative, typically the most conservative sect of Christianity. Okay? The ones that typically a lot of times will use the King James Bible, will, won't bring in a lot of worldly stuff, or they shouldn't be bringing in a lot of worldly stuff. Of course, in, any, in today's day and age, anything kind of goes. If they're truly independent, they're not under a ruling body like, let's say, the Assembly of God or one of these others, which really is not biblical. I mean, in, in the Old Testament, they were all local churches. and they, they weren't controlled by some big ruling corporate hierarchy. That's not biblical either. Okay, the, the, the denominational label I don't believe is biblical, and that's not biblical either. So, anyway, I say I, I think it's a it's an attempt, a, a, a orchestrated, long time coming, orchestrated, pre-planned attempt to discredit foundational Christianity and to show them to be the worst kind of vile hypocrites, showing the, portraying them to the world to be the worst kind of vile hypocrites. What would that be? The ones who protect pedophiles. Because that's what Josh, you know, happened to him. I'll get into that in a second. I think this is all by design. And don't be surprised if this is just the tip of the iceberg regarding what comes out against the Duggars. Who knows what else might emerge? You know? Um, I mean, when has Hollywood? ever wanted to portray christians in a positive light satan hates our guts christianity is discredited and marginalized and demonized at every turn and you're telling me the show 19 and county with the duggars all of a sudden hollywood had a change of heart and they want to portray christianity in that puritanical independent fundamental skirt uh, long dress wearing christian way because we care about how christianity is portrayed in hollywood Come on, really? I've always, you can't yoke up with the world like that. Well, they're not. They're, they're, <laughs> they get 45 grand an episode, okay? Don't tell me that they're all, you, this is all some big puritanical ploy to, to whatever. They're taking money from the beast. 45 grand. It's the reason they were able to move into that mansion that they're in. I'm not saying what they're doing is wrong as far as as far as the the whole having the children. I'm not, I'm not demonizing that. I'm just saying that that come on, that, you know, they're yoked up with Hollywood, Hollywood, and I think now it's time to pay the piper in some way, shape, or form. When has Hollywood ever wanted to portray, portray Christians? Born, you know, supposedly. And I'm not questioning if they're saved, but I'm saying supposedly born again, you know, Christians. When have they ever wanted to portray them in a positive light? That's the biggest target of Satan on planet Earth. I'm just saying, the Bible says, come let us reason, saith the Lord. Though their sins be as scarlet, let us show be as wool. I'm just saying, let's like reason this thing out here. I mean, what, what could, could the logical conclusion to 19 and counting and the Duggars ever be good from a Hollywood standpoint was 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 it ever ultimately going to end in a good place from a from a hollywood standpoint come on i think they have been built up as a family on tv to be toppled and shown then to be the worst kind of hypocrites this is what i think is behind the whole thing i don't think there's any doubts 
that this happened, what they're saying with this thing with uh, Josh Duggar, we're going to get into that in a second. I don't think there's any doubt in that. He's admitted to it reluctantly at this point, only because this police report came out or surfaced. And yes, it probably was this rabid lesbian chief that said this was on her last agenda of things to do before she left. Wouldn't surprise me one bit, because that's what they're saying in their defense right now. So I, I want to try to have biblical balance when talking about this. With reports like the ones below, and we're going to get in that in a second, coming out, I can see this just being one more agenda to demonize Christians everywhere. Meaning, let's, th- let's lump them all into that boat. Every one of them. They're all a bunch of hypocrites and devils. They're worse than... than they, they go around acting like they're so much better, wearing their long skirts and, 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 and button-down... Men wearing their button-down shirts and all this stuff and, and trying to act so upright. And look, they're even worse than the world. That's what Satan wants. This report came out, uh, I just saw it today. It's time to dump the Duggars. Okay, now, this is the type of report I'm referencing. I'm saying this because this is the type of demonization that they want to become commonplace. And the Duggars, as far as from a Hollywood standpoint, were the most visible Christian family seen on a weekly basis on any type of let's say series that's been going for how many years now i don't even know so that's the face of of fundamental christianity from if you're just like into watching those shows like on tlc and stuff like that well that's kind of like the face of it in part So, it's time to jump the Duggars by John Nolte. Let's not fool ourselves. We are not talking about a youthful indiscretion here. We are not talking about smoking dope, a DWI, a shoplifting beef, or a secret abortion. Of course, this is coming from an unsafe perspective, obviously, because an abortion, to me, is, is, is worse. You know what I mean? I mean, that's killing. Okay, I'm not saying what he did is right, but I'm talking about killing as opposed to what happened here. He doesn't think that's any big deal. A secret abortion is the point I'm trying to make. Okay, Yes, this is a huge deal. But what a stupid statement by him to say that. Anyway, at the age of 14 and 15, and let's face it, this is what we know about. Come on. It's, it's usually always worse. Do you think that they're going to come and, get, and give full disclosure you know, do you think Josh came forward and gave full disclosure of everything? Come on. Come on. I, I doubt it. Seriously. So who knows what really happened? This is just what we know about. What's been admitted to. At the age of 14 or 15, Josh Duggar molested five underage girls. Four of those girls were his sisters. One of those sisters was only five at the time. According to Josh's own parents, Jim, Bob, and Michelle, the touching, quote touching, occurred both on top of and under the clothes of the victims, and at times when the victims were asleep. Really serious creepy factor here. His own sisters? Oh, come on, dude. Where's the fear of God here in this supposed christian boy at that age where's the fear of god 
Let me repeat, Josh Duggar molested five underage girls. Josh Duggar molested his own sisters. Josh Duggar molested his sister who was five years old. This is an abominable crime. This is an unsaved guy writing, but it's true. You know. And the fact that Josh Duggar escaped paying for this crime through our criminal justice system is even more than just a little troubling. The idea that even as a juvenile you can molest five underage girls and face no legal consequences is inexcusable. I really can't argue with anything he's saying so far. Okay, so let's go further. Um... <clears throat> From what I can glean from this mess of a story, sometime after two, in 2003, after Josh admitted to his parents for a second time that he was still molesting his own sisters, this is the second time, okay, and one was an outsider, his dad decided then it was time to tell the law enforcement what was going on. Speaking to Megan Kelly of Fox News earlier this week, Jim Bob said that due to his previous business, he was familiar with many cops in the area. So he took Josh to the closest police department, which just happened to be the state police headquarters, and spoke to a state trooper who Kelly describes as an acquaintance of Jim Bob's. Because this story isn't already enough of a horror story, this state trooper that Josh confessed to, Joseph Hutchins, is now currently serving a 56-year prison term after a 2012 conviction on four counts of possession and distribution of child pornography. This is Hutchins' second conviction on child porn charges. His first was in 2007. Glad, Jim Bob, you've got such a wonderful group of friends. This wonderful pedophilic state trooper that I guess you probably felt comfortable taking Josh to, who probably wouldn't do a whole lot of judging of Josh, considering he's been convicted of possession and distribution of child pornography and is currently serving a 56-year sentence. Well, he didn't know. Okay, hope he didn't. But his first conviction was in 2007, well before he brought Josh. <laughs> okay, so you got to do the math here. Uh, not good. Oh, no, I'm sorry. He, he brought him sometime in 2000. Okay, so this happened afterward. Doesn't matter. This guy was doing this. He got caught in 2007. Then he got caught again in 2012 and, and is now serving a 50 year, 56-year prison sentence. Of all people to bring Josh to... For confession. This is just really... Uh, the, the point here is this is really disturbing. Uh, in a really bad way. The whole story. According to Jim Bob, Josh told Trooper Hutchins, who's now in jail for 56 years on distribution of child pornography, he told, he told Hutchins everything. Hutchins gave Josh a stern lecture and let him go home. Okay? That was the end of it. But Hutchins, again, the guy in prison for 56 years for child pornography, disputes this. Here's a link where he disputes it. He says the Duggars only confessed to him a single incident involving one victim. So, in other words, remember what I said before about this is what Josh admitted to? 
supposedly, and yet it's probably far worse than that. Because this is not something you're going to come out and bro boldly proclaim. Well, it even got way less worse, evidently, according to Hutchins, who says the Duggars only confessed a single incident involving one victim, not five victims with multiple times it was happening. <laughs> it doesn't sound really good to me, I'm sorry. He also says that if the Duggars had told him the full truth, he would have opened an official investigation. Which would have been ironic, considering he's in jail for 56 years for distributing child pornography. This is the sick, disgusting, twisted world we find ourselves in. Where perversion is the norm. Going back to the report, it says we'll probably never know what really happened. What we do know is that Jim Bob and his wife Michelle knew what Josh had done, did not do enough after his first confession to protect their daughters from a second round of molestations. This is true, what he's saying. He may be unsaved, but he's bringing up extremely valid, logical points to think about. See, he confessed to them or his dad once. But they did not do enough, evidently, after the first confession to protect their daughters from a second round of molestations. And then he kept the knowledge of their son's crimes within their faith and family, with the exception of a pedophile state trooper, trooper who at the very least was friendly with Jim Bob. This does not sound good to me. Eventually, when they moved into the mansion, I saw a report on this the other day, what they did is they moved all the girls to one end of the, of, of the second story house. The boys' bedrooms were at the other end. Jim Bob and wife Michelle, were their room was against the girls' bedrooms, the girls' bedroom, where they were all in one room, because he probably felt like, I've got to keep them all in one room, lest they get molested. They're all in there together, and their bedroom was literally butting up against the girls' room. You had to walk through Jim Bob and Michelle's bedroom in order to get to the girls' room. And the only way the boys could have got there is to come from one side of the two-story house all the way over, over this big catwalk, uh, the really suspended above the thing, which you could either go downstairs or it would continue on to Michelle and... Um, jim bob's room you'd have to go through their room in order to get to the girls room where they were all together and it was an open bedroom so uh, yeah eventually i think they did make proper uh provisions for this not to happen again but can you imagine having to do all of that so good old josh wasn't over there molesting his sisters wow <laughs> Sorry, but this doesn't sound good. Uh, by the time the law enforcement authorities were prepared to treat Josh's serial molestations with the seriousness deserved, the statute of limitations was up. Nothing could be done. There is no moral world in which any of this is okay. This is from an unsaved guy writing this. I really can't disagree with a whole lot of what he said. I, you know, I'm not saying I have all the facts and I know everything. 
I'm going kind of by what they've admitted to, what they've openly, a lot of this is stuff they've done or they've admitted to. The state trooper guy who they took, brought Josh to, how morbidly ironic is that? The very guy they bring him to to confess his pedophilia, the very same guy was involved in child pornography possession and distribution got caught twice and ultimately served a 56-year sentence? Oh, my word. I mean, this is insane. So this is... This is the state of the world. For January 7, 2015. That's all I have for today. And um, we'll go ahead and close this out in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day and this time you've given us. I pray, Lord God, regarding these issues we've covered, regarding in this study and in previous studies, newsletters that have been sent out, that you convict us to pray and, if necessary, fast in a manner that you would have us um, do those things, Lord, in order to bring about the kind of exposure, Lord, the kind of change, the kind of inter holy intervention that is needed regarding all these respective situations. I pray, God, that you wake up the sleeping church, those that are in the church that need to be saved, Lord, that can be saved. I pray to God you wake them up and save them, Lord. Fortune will that not one would perish and that all would come to repentance. Even so many of these people that we've talked about today, God, that are absolutely pursuing an evil agenda, if it's possible, God, I pray to God they'd be saved. If you have to hang them out over hell, Lord, for an hour or whatever in order to get them saved, I pray to God you do that. That all men would see and fear and declare the work of God. I pray you forgive us for any and all sins we've committed, Lord, as we forgive those who have sinned against us. And that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer, that you cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults that they would not have dominion over us, that you bless the remnant, Lord God, you bless my listeners, that, that you use this ministry, this, the, the remnant, my listeners, the, the godly um, uh, ministries out there, Lord God, and missionaries and the body of Christ. I pray to God you use them mightily for your glory and that through them you would lead many people to the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray to God for your deliverance regarding the things that are coming, your divine discernment, your divine providence, Lord, regarding what we're facing. You intervene, God, in these situations, that we be accounted worthy to escape all the things that are coming upon this earth and to stand before the Son of Man, that we would all endure to the end and that we would all be more than overcomers through the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.